step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at chumpacasino.com. Welcome to the family. VDW Group, no purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. See terms and conditions, 18 plus. following is rated R. It contains violence, adult language, nudity, and adult content. Good evening, everybody, and welcome. It's 8.30 p.m. Eastern Time, Sunday, September 19th, 2021. And thank you for joining us for the Walking Dead online viewing party right here on blogtalkradio.com. I'm host Casey Shapiro, and special thanks to our host and sponsor, NDB Media as well as one of our biggest helpers and constant support system and fans since almost the beginning of the show, not tonight, but ever, I want to give Joan special thanks for being here. That's early. Hey. Appreciated as always. Okay, tonight's show, as every show, contains spoilers up through the last episode, and possible content from any current AMC official promo material. So, typically we start our show about a half hour before the new episode airs live each week, with recap from the previous episode, and discussion of what is to come tonight. At 9 o'clock, we'll go dark or mute, we'll watch the new episode together, and then come back and rate the commercials, uh, no, during the commercials, pardon, and rate the episode between 1 to 10, 1 being, oh my God, I'm going to be sick, and 10 being, please do this all the time, forever. And we will also give you commentary during the commercial breaks. We will give our listeners trivia on the show, as well as the cast and crew, including bios, birthdays, and more. Our show is spoiler and comic free. So please don't discuss either any spoilers or stuff from the comics in the chat room or on the air. We prefer our discussions, reactions, and comments to be just about what we know from the show that's presented. And yes, every once in a while, I like to acknowledge that we do occasionally make exceptions. I mention it because tonight I have a quote from Angela Kang that actually does reference the comics that she did on television this past week. So those kinds of things we let go because AMC has, but we do not want to hear any other stuff. All right, welcome to the final season of The Walking Dead Classic. We are now at episode number five of eight before the first break of two happens. If you'll remember, we have 24 episodes this season, and so we're going to have two breaks 
We'll have one through eight, take a break. Nine through 16, take a break. And then up to 24. I do not have dates for that yet. But I do have dates for everything else. Yes, it's a repeat. But there's a lot of it. And I know that it's hard to keep it all straight because it's sort of intertwined and mishmashy and a lot getting dumped on us in the next year and a half or so as we try to catch up. So, um, as I just mentioned, Season 11 will have three segments of eight episodes each for a total of 24. Walking Dead Season 11 will run until the first eight episodes are over on October 10th, and then they'll take a break. Fear the Walking Dead Season 7 will premiere on Sunday, October 17th. This is a week after the Walking Dead goes on mid-season hiatus. Fear, in turn, will run its front eight episodes up to December 5th and go on break. There is a commitment to Fear Season 8 in 2022, which I imagine is going to integrate with the ending of Walking Dead Classic and into the movie setup and the two other spinoffs. <clears throat> Possibly some World Beyond stuff. We'll see. World Beyond Season 2 is going to be woven in between the segue of Walking Dead Classic and Fear. So World Beyond, at 10 episodes, is going to start running on October 3rd. And I don't have the times, but I imagine they're going to do what they did last time, which is run it so whatever regular show for The Walking Dead had been on at 9, that will still happen. But then at 10, instead of going into Talking Dead, at 10 o'clock we will have an episode of World Beyond. Um, so, assumably, if that happens, then... It's gonna. It has ten episodes. With the other ones have eight. So that's why it's off its kilter a little bit. But I think that's gonna happen so that they both end on December fifth. Um, and this is the same as Tales of the Walking Dead, but uh, Walking Dead Origins. I'm gonna try to summarize this a little bit because it's very long and it's also already happened. Um, but they have a little short thing they did that started on July fifteenth. It's already over because it's four episodes. Called The Walking Dead Origins. Um, it's a limited series from Angela Kang, and it's only on AMC+. Plus. So if you don't have Plus, I don't think you have access unless they've released it afterwards. Um, each installment focused on a single character, which was Daryl, Maggie, Negan, and Carol. And according... Oh, God. Joan, I'm going to put egg in my face. You very meticulously looked up for me Carol's last name pronunciation, and when I wrote it into the document, it didn't save. If there is any chance that you remember how to phonetically spell what you were trying to tell me and can put it in the chat room, I would appreciate it very much, and I apologize that I have not kept track of this. It's been very difficult for me. Um, but if you can get me the pronunciation of her name again, I'm going to put it in the document right now and save it right now to make sure that that happens. So anyway, those are the four characters and it recounts it from the perspective of the featured character incorporating actor interviews and narration into each episode. I don't know why these were even needed, as these four have done their origin stories in Walking Dead Classic already, but uh, Angela did it, so I'm assuming it's not going to be that bad, because she does good work. 2022, there's a fourth series coming, which is the Carol and Daryl show, title TBA. <laughs> in late 2022 or 23 will be a fifth show, an episodic roadshow story that's Tales of the Walking Dead. Um, no date is set for that exactly yet. I imagine it's going to be wiggly until we get everything else settled. 
Um, there's the dead in the water thing, which is basically the story of the USS Pennsylvania that was in fear, the sub that got blown up by Teddy. Um, okay, so Joan has written that out, and I'm going to copy it. I'm going to put it in my document. Where is your name, Carol? Thank you. And I'm going to make sure that it gets saved this time. I'm very sheepish that this has been... I know I've asked Joan five times to look this up for me, and she patiently has done so. And I want to say thank you. I appreciate your patience while I have a bout of CRS, and we know what that stands for. <laughs> At least it's not a bout of CRM. That would be bad. Okay. Call in to speak with the host if you would like at 914-338-0314. Anytime tonight, you're welcome to do so, but I encourage you, especially between 8.30 and 9 p.m., because the show's not on yet, and we can talk a little more freely. So you're welcome to call in during the live show, but you'll be screened and muted until the commercial break where we can chat on the air. The phones are not your thing. Feel free to come in to the link and join us in our live chat room. We'll be able to listen to the show real time, and you can go back to that link afterwards and download the episode, and we post the links on our Facebook page and Twitter. And there are the links. And if you're unable to join us in real time this evening, you can still go back to the link later and download the broadcast as an MP3 for later listening, or you can just play it on the page if you would like. Click on the cloud-shaped white icon at the top right of the page. You can also download this and prior episodes on iTunes. Alrighty, let's get started. Um, oh, Joan has been playing around with the menu schedule on AMC and says that my calculations are correct in my assumptions of World Beyond. October 3rd, has Walking Dead at 9, World Beyond at 10.06, and Talking Dead at 11.14. And I'm glad they kept Talking Dead. I've been very salty that they were not doing it. And uh, Joan is also being very, very gracious about my foibles, and I appreciate that very much. (laughs) Okay, so where was I? Tonight's episode is entitled Out of the Ashes. The official AMC synopsis for this is Aaron, Carol, Lydia, and Jerry go to hilltop for blacks go to the hilltop ruins for blacksmith tools and nearby game. Eugene's group goes to orientation at the Commonwealth. Maggie and Negan trudge through the woods. Judith and the kids clash with teenagers. And I'm going to add, I saw a snip fly by earlier tonight. It's not really a spoiler because it's just a rewording of something that's here. When they go to hilltop. It's not fully abandoned. I'll leave it at that. That's part of the plot tonight. Um, additional synopsis, as we tried to do without doing the spoilery ones, which are more frequent now that AMC Plus premieres are a week early and people get time to watch it and then run their mouth. Um, this is from Bleeding Cool, which is one of our secondary sources. We, we like to use comicbook.com when we can because they are very meticulous. Cameron Bolomono is very good about not spoiling things. Um, but this past week, what he was writing wasn't a synopsis. It was more of a spoiler uh, overview. So this is by Ray Fluke, who is their standard Walking Dead writer. And he says, The Walking Dead AMC releases season 11, episode 5, Out of the Ashes promo. Um, this will probably be fairly short, to be honest. 
This weekend's episode of AMC's Walking Dead shifts the focus back to three major storyline fronts. Because you remember last week was the uh, uh, Leah and Daryl show, basically. So, first, Princess, Eugene, Ezekiel, and Yumiko begin their Commonwealth orientation and get to meet some very interesting folks. Then, Maggie and Negan's journey into the heart of darkness for food continues. Finally, Aaron must train the folks in Alexandria to fight when his worst fears become reality after some squatters are found at Hilltop. There's your spoiler. Okay, hopefully that, that's not too much more than what I said anyway. So I'm not going to tell you who they are. We'll find out tonight. And there's pictures, and some of the pictures are in the chat room. When you go in, there's a usually a screen show, a screensaver type thing, you know, a rolling uh, little carousel of pictures from the show. So that's one thing that's nice about going to the chat room if you guys ever get a chance because I do pick out some cool pictures for you. So here's the promo for it, but of course it's YouTube, so I can't really show you. Um, there's the synopsis I gave you earlier, trailers. They're making little comments here and there. I'll read these just to keep you guys refreshed. Previously on The Walking Dead, our survivors confronted past demons and combated new threats with friendships and relationships suffering from the mounting collateral damage that is the apocalypse. Atlanta, Atlanta, pardon me, Alexandria is severely compromised, left a former shell of the home it once was from the carnage and devastation left behind by the whispers. Now, all who live in Alexandria struggle to refortify it and feed its increasing number of residents, which include the survivors from the fall of the kingdom, and the burning of Hilltop, along with Maggie and her new group, the Wardens. Alexandria has more people than it can manage to feed or protect. The situation is dire as tensions heat up, up over past events and self-preservation rises to the surface within the ravaged walls. They must secure more food while they attempt to restore Alexandria before it collapses like countless other communities they have come across throughout the years. But where and how? More haggard and hungrier than ever before, they must dig deeper to find the effort and strength to safeguard the lives of their children, even if it means losing their own. Meanwhile, unbeknownst to those at Alexandria, Eugene, Ezekiel, Yumiko, and Princess are still being held captive by mysterious soldiers who are a member of a larger and unforthcoming group. That means the Commonwealth, even though it's written on the 16th. He might as well have said that. Um, Joan, if you happen to remember and can refresh my memory, um, as far as what everybody else knows, when Eugene and them left, they kind of left in secret, didn't they? And so Alexandria does not seem to really know where they are, or am I incorrect? Um, if you happen to remember, feel free to say something in the chat so that I can get caught up. But that's, that's essentially the end. The rest is YouTube trailers, and I can't show you those. So that is the extended synopsis. And now it is 844, and we have a little time. So next, let's go to directors and writers' profiles. So both of these are kind of long tonight. Um, there's a lot of cool stuff in the first one, and I want to give them a lot of credit for stuff I found out later. The second one is a very, very familiar face, but it was difficult for me to find something to trim on the bio. <laughs> so if you'll bear with me, these are a bit lengthy, but they're fun. All right, so tonight's episode was written by LaToya Morgan. And it is directed by Greg Nicotero. And now you know what I mean by familiar face. So LaToya Morgan 
is a film and tra- television writer-producer. Born on April 2nd, um, I noticed that in her bio on IMDb and most other places, she didn't have her birthday, but she made the mistake of tweeting it to her sorors on Twitter, and I picked it up, and I don't have a year. I don't need a year. It's okay. But I am trying, as I go along, you know, we do birthdays of the cast and crew, and there have been three, well, no, technically two, two new shows added since I started that practice, and I hadn't finished putting everybody involved in Walking Dead Classic, and then they had more episodes and so on. So Joan has been helping me a little bit, but as time goes on, I'm trying to go back and capture people's birthdays, like the writers and directors every week. You know, they have the profile. So I try to put them on the list because otherwise it's going to take forever before they get on there. And it's a good thing I did because somebody on the list uh, recently is going to have a birthday next week. So now I can wish them a happy birthday and you'll find out who that is next Sunday. All right. So LaToya is um, born April 2nd, raised in Los Angeles. She's a graduate of American Film Institute Conservatory. She's also a member of Phi Beta Kappa, which is the Liberal Arts Honor Society. And that's where she told on herself. <laughs> she has been an executive producer. She's notorious for shameless turn and into the Badlands. Badlands. June 2018, into the Badlands co-executive producer. Um, in staying in the AMC fold, signed a new multi-year overall deal with AMC. Under the pact, Morgan was to develop new series. In addition, she will oversee an inclusion initiative for AMC in which she will supervise and mentor diverse emerging writers for development. I have an update on that later in the bio, but I did not have time to sit and reconcile it all. So that contract was in 2018, and there's new stuff since then that relates to this that I'll get to in a few minutes. Okay. NAACP Image Award nominee for 2016 and 17 for Turn. Morgan wrote on AMC's Turn, Washington Spies, served as a staff writer on Shameless, and also penned episodes of Complication. On the feature side, she was hired to adapt the two-minute rule for original film and story mining and supply. Morgan has original crime thriller, Carried by Six, being produced by Barry Josephson with Matt Ruskin directing. That may have been completed by now. I did not go back and check, and I should do that later. Pardon my hiccups. Okay. Latoya Morgan is, sorry, I pardon, developing a TV series at AMC based on Hugh Howey's Wool, Variety has learned exclusively. This was a few months ago, so maybe progress since then. Originally released as a standalone short story, Wool tells a post-apocalyptic story that follows a sheriff, his wife, Giggle, <laughs> it's called Walking Dead. I'm just kidding. Uh, Sheriff, his wife, and their larger society forced underground due to toxic air on the surface of the planet. Oh, so it's Walking Dead meets Planet of the Apes. All right. Kind of. Sort of. I'm being funny. She's also developing a series for AMC based on Wesley Lowry's nonfiction book, They Can't Kill Us All, Ferguson, Baltimore, and a New Era in America's Racial, racial Justice. All right. Here is the update that touches on some things above. In July 2020, she inked a deal with Warner Brothers Television Group uh, and launches a production company. It's rumored to be a three-year deal worth high seven figures. Under the pact, Morgan will develop, write, and produce new television projects 
through her newly launched Tinker Toy Productions for all platforms, on-demand streaming services including HBO Max, broadcast, premium, and basic cable networks. Morgan is already in business with WBTVG, which is Warner Brothers Television Group. Um, she's collaborating with J.J. Adams, yes, that one, Star Trek, and his studio-based Bad Robot Banner on Duster. And that's the name of a show. It's a TV series uh, coming out in 2022. is currently in pre-production. Morgan and Abrams are co-writing and executive producing the drama project, which has a series order at HBO Max. Morgan is coming off two back-to-back overall deals at AMC, those are the things I mentioned earlier, the most recent of which expired in April. She will continue as an executive producer on HBO Max's Age of Miracles, a teen sci-fi thriller co-produced by AMC Studios. Um, Morgan is wrapping up a stint as a writer on AMC's The Walking Dead, so this might be one of the last episodes she writes for a while. On the film side, Morgan's spec thriller, Carried by Six, is being produced by Mandalay Pictures. She recently sold a crime thriller chronicling the 1980s manhunt for Larry Davis to Imperative Entertainment and is currently penning the script for a thriller produced by Roger Rodriguez and Stephen Fung. Morgan's genre-bending sci-fi graphic novel, Dark Blood, is set for publication by Boom Studios in 2021. So obviously late 2021 since we're already in September. Writing tonight's episode is Morgan's third time working in the Walking Dead franchise. The first was writing Season 9, Episode 12, Guardian, Guardians, and the second was being a consulting producer for all of Season 11 so far. And then thirdly is doing tonight's episode. So that is that. Let me come down to Greg Nicotero here. I'm checking the chat room real quick. It's 8.51. Uh <laughs> Joan says, Walking Dead meets Planet of the Apes. I'd watch that. I would too, Joan. That's two of my favorite series in the genres I like. So there's definitely interest in that sort of stuff for me. All right, Greg Nicotero. I really try to trim his bio down. This is the trimmed version, but there's not too much on here that I'm willing to let go of. So if you'll bear with me. Um, here is his dossier. He's been obviously involved with the Walking Dead universe since its inception. Nicotera is Pittsburgh native, briefly married in 94 to first wife Julie Ray Engelsman, costume designer from St. Louis, who passed away in 2016. He married his second wife, director Sherry Nicotero, in 2000. They have a son and daughter together. He began his career in his hometown of Pittsburgh. He's a renowned, gifted uh, special effects and makeup wizard, who learned his trade under the watchful eye of SFX splatter guru Tom Savini. While working on the 85 Romero film Day of the Daddy, met Howard Berger, who would later become one of his partners at KNB FX Group, a special effects studio which has gone on to work on over 400 films and television projects. I imagine by the time he had it in his bio quite a long time ago, it may be 450 or more, getting close to 500, I, I would bet. Um, Nicotero and buddies Howard Berger and Robert Kurtzman started KMBFX in 88, and the group has provided eye-popping and jaw-dropping, sometimes literally, special effects for major Hollywood releases, including The Green Mile, Vanilla Sky, Sin City, and Land of the Dead. It has won numerous awards, including an Emmy in 2001 for their work on the Sci-Fi Channel's miniseries version of Dune, 
2006, they got an Academy Award for Achievement in Makeup for the Chronicles of Narnia, Lion, Witch, and a Wardrobe. He later worked as an FX, FX artist on the 2010 film Predators and created a classic Predator figure for the film. He recently completed acting in a 2021 horror film with Brink Stevens, who is a very famous scream queen. I've actually met a couple times. She's kind of cool. Uh, it's called Infernum Obscura. Um, it, it is on IMDb if you want to read up on it. I don't want to take too long with that. Uh, Nicotero has been with The Walking Dead since 2010 doing special effects, directing and producing the entire time. In addition to these, he has played at least four named walkers in seasons one, three, and six. And now I'm going to add 11 because I have an update also. As well as directing episodes of three Walking Dead webisodes. Uh, he directed Torn Apart in 2011, Cold Storage in 2012. That's the one where the guy finds Rick's storage locker and The Oath in 2013. Nicotero's had several roles in the franchise. He's previously directed 33 episodes of The Walking Dead since 2010, the last prior being Season 10, Episode 16, A Certain Doom. Tonight will be his 34th time directing an episode in the franchise. He's already listed as having directed five more episodes. Like It's already up on IMDb because they planned it out. Um, so that'll be Season 11, Episode 7, Promises Broken. That's in two weeks. Um, episode 9, which will be the first mid-season opener. Um, I don't know when yet, I, as I mentioned to you guys earlier. Season 11, episode 16, the second mid-season finale. Uh, season 11, episode 24, the season series finale, excuse me. And he is directing or co-directing, I think it's co-directing, but I'm not certain, the first Rick Grimes movie, or, you know, Walking Dead movie. He has played many walkers, and including the newest, uh, Agatha's Walker, that was recently in season 11, episode 3, Hunted. He has been on the couch for Talking Dead 43 times, the last being after the episode What We Become, season 9, episode 12, and that was on March 22nd of 2020. He also has numerous credits and multiple categories for both Fear and World Beyond, but we will cover those when we cover those series. I'm not going to get into them tonight. I mean, because you guys know he's all over this project. Okay, it is 8.55. We have time to get into a tiny bit of trivia. So let's go ahead and start, see how far we get. Trivia about tonight's episode. It is the 158th episode of Walking Dead Ever. First appearance of the character Lance Hornsby, although, to be fair, I believe he was in video in last week's episode, but not for long. So I guess it's the first appearance of him in The Flash. This guy is the deputy governor of the Commonwealth, who looks like he should be a used car salesman or a TV preacher. Okay, official spoiler. This is what I was talking about earlier, but sometimes if AMC wants to give you a little hint about stuff, then I'm going to go ahead and share it. Showrunner Angela Kang said the following about Lance. Quote, Lance Hornsby is also based on a character from the books. We've got our own take on him, and he's this charismatic fixer for the Commonwealth. That's kind of funny because fixer is actually a shadow run. Uh, character class, in fact. Uh, it's been, you know, kind of a person who knows a little bit about everything and can get you stuff that is hard to find, that kind of thing. That's fixer. And I kind of think Lance is a bit more dignified, corporate-behaving version of that, but yeah. Okay, Josh Hamilton, that's the actor who plays him, 
is wonderful and brings such interesting flavors to the character. For people who know the movie 8th Grade, he brought such warmth to that character, and he's playing this character that has so much energy and optimism, he's trying to sell people on the Commonwealth. So there's some fun to be had with Hornsby. I want people to watch it and see for themselves. And that was from Angela Kay. All right, I have a couple minutes left, so let's keep going. First appearance in the flesh, physically, of Stephanie Vega. Also, not true. Or I can't remember. This may have been in the uh, trailers for next week. You know, they have the sneak previews. But I know that we saw her briefly. But I guess now she's going to actually talk and do stuff. And that she is played by Margot Bingham. And that's Eugene's Commonwealth friend that was on the radio. And I have a question here for you guys to chew on, especially you, Joan, because you're good at thinking of these things. So did Eugene ever say anything on the radio to Stephanie that would tip off the leaders that he was lying? Because I have a little tickle memory that he might have told her a tiny bit about his situation. I know he was trying to be careful and not say too much, but you know he slips. And I kind of wonder if there's something about his conversations with Stephanie that's going to come back later in the season and bite him in the ass. Kind of waiting on that one because they made such a drama of vetting whether or not he was lying. And he's very good, but let's see how good he really is. Okay. So first appearance of Tommy, T-O-M-I. That name makes me twitch because of a certain political wench on Twitter. <laughs> um, it's actually a boy's name, played by Ian Anthony Dale who is Yumiko's brother. And by the way, he's already slated on IMDb to appear in two weeks and promises broken. So that's a tiny spoiler, but it was officially announced. All right, first appearance of the character Keith. Brad Fleischer plays him, and no mention, no hints whatsoever who that is. Um, I assume he's a plot device since they're not saying First appearance of the character Vincent, who was an Alexandria teen. First appearance of Charles, who was an Alexandrian young adult. He's like 20 to 30. And first appearance of Elaine. Rebecca Ray plays Elaine, who's a resident and clerk at the Commonwealth. This character is credited as clerk in Out of the Ashes. First appearance of John. Franco Barbaris is John, a Commonwealth resident, credited as supervisor. First appearance of the actual Commonwealth. First, last appearance of Mays, who was played by um, ah Patrick, what's his face? That was the Terminator guy. Uh, he comes back in a dream tonight. Something's going on. All right, it's 8.59, so I'm going to pause here, and I will see you guys at break number one. Thanks for joining us. Okay, guys, it's 9.05, and we're at the first commercial break. I am starting out at 5.5 for that one. Um, primarily, it's, you know, dream sequences and stuff we've seen many times, but it does point out something I think it's important for us not to lose sight of. A lot of this stuff that people put in place when we don't have at least some measure of peace and the manpower to go after it and keep it up, the maintenance, it's going to start falling apart. And I know that's been kind of the theme this whole season. That's why they're on a food run. Um, Joan is starting with a six, and I think that's valid. Um, by the way, the guy whose name I was stumbling over was Robert Patrick, the Terminator guy who was uh, May in the dream. So 
it became a little obvious to me that Aaron was having a dream because there were all these enemies that would not be cooperating. So I know it was like all of his worst nightmares, and that was pretty obvious, but that's okay. Um, and that's where Robert Patrick was. That might be the only appearance of him, unless Aaron has another dream, we'll see. Um, Joe says, yeah, that was a fucked up dream. It, it really kind of was. And she's laughing. There is Jerry trying to tiptoe. And it was all fine until he had to take a whiz in the morning, and then it all fell apart. But, okay, so there is that. Um, let's go back to the trivia and get out as much as we can. Um, okay, so trivia for tonight. Starting with this episode, Josh Hamilton, who's Lance Hornsby, and Margot Bingham, who's Stephanie Vega, are accredited as series regulars. They're listed under also starring. Jesse C. Boyd, who played the blonde wolf, um, who was the guy with the W carved on his forehead that was in the dream, is interestingly upgraded from co-stars to also starring in this episode. This wolf is an antagonist and a survivor of the outbreak in uh, Walking Dead. He was a high-ranking member of the Wolves, serving as Owen's right-hand man in the group's second command since season five, although Rick is supposed to have killed him in season six. Uh, so I believe all of his appearances are as a hallucination or a dream. Trying to keep tabs on the TV, the AMC Plus. I think we may actually be back. I'm going to go quiet in case we are, but if we're not, I'll come back and talk to you guys. Okay, guys, it's 9.15, and we are at commercial break number two. So we got the scores up. I'm going to six. Joan is going to 625, and that certainly doesn't mean that we're not in agreement. I'm going up, and she's going up. Um, so we saw Lance, you know, with his little TV preacher thing. I'm kind of wondering something about Hilltop, since they've let it slip that there's someone there. I'm wondering who the someone is, but more interestingly, there's that many walkers running around on the inside of it but it's picked clean no one took them away i'm wondering if they were being left out there on purpose to discourage people from coming in because they obviously didn't have the wherewithal to rebuild anything so they're probably just living on the scraps of what left after the fire or had been or something i don't know i'm just i'm kind of wondering if the walkers being there was not an accident maybe a security measure but just a thought okay Let's see. Co-stars. That's where we left off. That's for this week. Co-stars this week. Annabelle Holloway as Gracie. Anthony Azor as RJ. Ken Michael Spiller as Herschel Ree. Um, Pilot Bunch, and that's the, the actor's name, as Vincent, who's an Alexandria teen I mentioned earlier. Matt Mercurio as Charles, the young adult. Uh, Rebecca Ray as Elaine, that's the uh, clerk. Ryan Vo as Commonwealth Paper Pusher, Commonwealth Resident One. I think that may have been the guy talking to Yumiko. And Franco Barbaris as John, Commonwealth Resident, who's referred to as Supervisor. All right, we have a promo for something with Walkers, but I think it may just be a commercial that is made up to fit with, a uh, yeah, made up to fit with The Walking Dead. I can't remember what this commercial for, though. Something with the phone app. 
okay, yeah, it's a phone. Walking Dead Survivors is an ARG, um, augmented reality game. Okay, so now we're going to Toyota commercials, so I can keep going with trivia. Uncredited, um, Micah King as Ezra, who's the son of Nabila and Jerry, age four to five. This is his 10th episode, starting in season nine. Autumn Azul as Aaliyah. She's the middle daughter of Nabila and Jerry, age three to four. This is her ninth episode, starting in season nine. Um, they also have a third sibling, but they're not mentioned anywhere. Um, Robert Patrick is Maze in archive footage. She served as the primary antagonist of the episode One More, season 10, episode 19, with Maze, Gabriel, and Aaron. All right. I, mean, I still have the Toyota commercial. And Miguel Insignaris as Mean Mug Savior in The Dream. They don't have any page on him or anything, but they just listed that information. Um, other... These are all Alexandria residents, and they have different little nicknames that I'll share with you guys. I'm actually checking the TV to see if I've still got – okay, we have an Apple commercial, so I have time. Jimmy McAfee is Alexandria resident Savior 31 since season six. Mario Williams is Alexandria resident Survivor 91 since season eight. Rachel Hernandez as Alexandria resident Oceanside Survivor 1. Gloria DeWeese as Alexandria resident Oceanside Survivor 86. Ian Kincaid as Alexandria resident Survivor 207. Um, just checking my TV. Oh, we got a Wendy's. Okay. Alex Barnes is Alexandria resident Survivor 206. Matt Foster is Alexandria resident Survivor 204. Uh, Dalton Baxter is Hilltop Refugee, Hilltop Survivor 24. And I'm assuming... That has something to do with what's going on next. And Gus Morgan as Child Walker. There's no link or explanation, but here's what's fun and interesting. Augustus Morgan is Jeffrey Dean and Hillary's son, age 10. This is his first time in the show. Now we're back. I'll see you guys at break number three. Okay, guys, it's 926. And we are at break number three, and I'm going all the way up to 6.5, so is Joan. Because now we know what the big surprise was at Hilltop. It is a guy who is wearing a Whisperer mask and may have been with them because Lydia knows him. And he's kind of taken over the place and is hurting the walkers around. So sort of what I said was kind of half true. They were keeping them around and I guess sending them out for things or keeping them as protection or something. Um, I'm trying to look for people that were not named or credited. I'm having trouble figuring out who this is exactly. Might be Keith, because that's somebody who's not mentioned and not assigned anywhere else. All right. Not really sure. Oh, wait, Dalton Baxter. That's it. Hilltop Survivor 24. That's who it is. Got it. All right, let's do trivia for last week's episode rendition. I know we've already partially done it, but let's do the parts we filled out. That episode was 157th of Walking Dead ever. That was the first appearance of Pope, first appearance of Brandon Carver, first appearance of Mancia, uh, first appearance of Deaver, and first appearance of Fisher. Last appearance of Roy as a corpse, last appearance by Duncan, who is the burly, bearded black guy that killed by Reapers that Maggie had to put down. Um, last appearance of Agatha. Last appearance of Michael Turner as a corpse. Last appearance of Bossy. 
and they had a note. Bossy died in the same way that Emmett Carson did. Um, I'm assuming this is from the comics, but that's fine. Um, being burned alive in a fire pit by the leader after a perceived betrayal. All right, I mean, that's not anything spoilery enough to really be a problem. All right, I'm going to see what I can get in here. Well, we have history of horror. We do have a commercial real quick, but it's kind of a trailer. Okay. The title of the episode last week, Rendition, may refer to Pope's interpretation of God and carrying out his will. The word rendition is also used to describe the extradition of foreign prisoners to another country, typically where one where fewer human rights apply, specifically said they can be interrogated. This may be a reference to Daryl getting waterboarded by the Reapers. My side note, in apocalypses, why do we always never see religious fanatics of any other belief system than Christianity? And I'm not ragging on Christianity, but I notice that whenever we have religious fanatics, it's never anything else. Um, it's a somewhat rhetorical, but it makes a good discussion point, just something to chew on. Starting with this episode, Lynn Collins, who plays Leah, is credited as a series regular. She's listed under also starring. This is the eighth episode to only feature two members of the main cast after Still, The Grove, Slab Town, Bury Me Here, Find Me, and One More. Leah's last name is revealed in this episode to be Shaw. The name of the Reaper that attacked Maggie's group in Home Sweet Home is revealed to be Montiano. Daryl confirms that he's not religious in this episode, although he was at one point. This episode features no on-screen walker deaths, only an off-screen kill by Daryl confirmed through him using its guts to disguise himself. All right. We may be going back in a minute. We'll see. Co-stars Michael Schoenfeld as Bossy, Eric LeBlanc as Powell, Robert Hayes as Paul Wells, Ethan McDowell as Washington, Dane Davenport as Anchetta, Zach Zadalis as Boone, and Lex Lawletta as Austin. Uh, we have time to get the uncredited in. See Thomas Howell as Roy and Seven as Dog. Death, Bossy, Michael Schoenfeld, the Reaper. Errors. Agatha's corpse is strung up at the beginning to the Meridian, despite the fact that she was devoured by walkers in the previous episode. Furthermore, the corpse displayed is almost intact, but would certainly be badly mangled, even if the Reapers were somehow able to recover it and hoist it up. Several promo photos released by AMC for this episode incorrectly credit Wells, where Powell appears instead. All right, we're back. I'll see you guys at break number four. Okay, guys, it's 9.42. I got a little caught up in the commercials because there was a cool thing on there where Molly Ringwald was a teacher on Creep Show. <laughs> I agree with Joan. I'm going on up to seven, definitely with this last part. Although I find it really strange, but not completely implausible, like I have some things. All right, I got to mute some of that business. That was way too much yapping. All right, I don't know how much time we've got left before we go back, so let me try to get out things I can. Cast birthdays this week. Let's try to squeeze that in. Aldous Hodge, who played Mike, Michonne's boyfriend slash pet, September 20th, Onslow County, North Carolina. John Edward, John Bernthal who was Shane, September 20th, Washington, D.C. Christian Serratos, who is Rosita, September 21, Pasadena, California. Larry Gilliard, Jr., who is Bob in the prison and Terminus, 
September 22nd, New York City. And Frederick E.O. Toy, that's the extra birthday I squeezed in there, better known as Fred Toy, director of Season 11, Episode 300, and Episode 4, Rendition, September 26th in Los Angeles. And we've still got time, so let's keep going some more. No music was reported from last week from Rendition. Unaccounted for characters remain Heath, Rick, and slash Jadis, and Georgie, and also Winnie the Girl in Scars. Um, on the Talking Dead tonight, I want to squeeze in real quick. I know we're back, but Ross Marcan, Aaron, Cassidy McClancy, Lydia, and Clark Wolf is an actress, entertainment host, and writer-producer from Atlanta. She's currently hosting weekly shows on Twitch, uh, on the Walking Dead Twitch channel, TWD Universe, and I've actually attended that show. It's very good. See you guys at break number five. Okay, it actually kind of seems that that commercial was a real commercial and not something from the Commonwealth. My bad. I'll try to squeeze in a tiny bit more. Um, Talking Dead tonight, we already discussed. Discussion links um, we'll do later. Season 11, the remainder of the first third, 159 slash 6. On the inside, writers Kevin Diebolt, directors Greg Nicotero. That's next weekend, the 26th. Episodes 160 slash 7, Promises Broken. Written by Julia Rutschman and directors not yet announced. That's the third, 161-8 for Blood. That'll be the first uh, mid-season finale. Um, writer is Eric Mountain and director is Sharat Raju on the tenth. Hold on just a moment, please. Sorry, I had a Felix quadruped trying to take over my show. All right, um, other upcoming shows on NDB Media. I may not have time to get to them all, but we can start talking about them. Oh, we have a Jeep commercial. Okay, Monday Night in America with Roger, Nor- Roger Noriega, Monday nights at 10. Uh, that's currently hosted on StreamYard. Phantom Access We Can Review, Tuesdays, 10 p.m. Eastern Time. Uh, Jamie, Karen, and AJ talk about TV. There is a show listed on Wednesday, and I apologize. I'm going to announce it, but I don't have a lot of data. I believe it may be host Jim Devine, who did something last week on the 15th. Um, It's listed as Land of the Ozarks, more than Little Abner. That's Wednesday at 7 p.m. Eastern Time. Their guest is Legina Fitzpatrick, and they will learn about that area from her. Um, This is really strange, and I'm trying to figure out if it's the show or not. It kind of looks like it, but it also looks like a commercial, so I can't really tell. All right. I'm not sure what's going on. Oh, LoopNet. Yeah, it is, in fact, a commercial. Okay, I'm sorry I wasted time talking that because now we are really back for real. I apologize. See you guys at break number five. Okay, 9.54. I think we're at break number five. I'm not entirely sure. And Joan has mentioned Aaron's falling apart. Joan's going up to 7.5. I'm going to 7.25. But I don't have a problem with the 7.5. I think that's perfectly valid. I'm just, I kind of really want to see just a little bit more before I go higher. That's still pretty good. Still pretty much enjoying it. All right, let me finish mentioning other shows that we're doing. The Rock and Roll Strike Radio Show was on last week, but I'm not 100% sure of this because we had to postpone. We had an interview that we're going to do with Roger Noriega of NDB Media on one of the off weeks. We're not doing our actual radio show. So in theory, 
on Wednesday, the 22nd. Please join us at 11 p.m. Eastern Time. Uh, myself and Atlanta psychologist Dr. Stephen Mathis, PsyD, a.k.a. The Rock and Roll Shrink. And we will discuss with Roger matters of mental health, mental health, and stuff about our show so we can share and you guys can see what we're up to. Last one, Travel Itch Radio on the 23rd is a repeat of the May 6th episode, which was the birthday of Willie Mays and Dan Schlossberg, founder, host, and executive producer of Travel Itch Radio. Marilyn Nugent Lee will be interviewing him about his 52-year journalism career and lots of stuff about Dan. Um, uh, 15 years as president of the North American Travel Journalists Association, president of the Working Press Association of Jersey, member of Marquis Hughes, Who in the World, 38 baseball books, and it's basically going to be a first-of-its-kind career retrospective for Dan. So anyhow, um, that is the lineup on the rest of the network, and we have a little over four minutes left. I don't know that we're going to end right at 10. We very rarely do. Joan has mentioned in the channel, waiting for the other shoe to drop with the Commonwealth, too good to be true. I absolutely agree with you. There is no way it would be this calm. And if they had 50,000 people, they could be expanding more and doing things instead of just sitting around and being in an episode of The Bad Place or The Good Place or whatever that show is where the woman's in heaven by mistake. I haven't been watching it that long, so I forget. <laughs> um, we have a trailer for something very interesting looking. I'm just mentioning because I'm not sure what it is. And it looks like something I might like. September 24th, which is next weekend. Um, I think Friday, if memory serves. What is this a trailer for? It looks very science fiction-y. And I'm waiting for them to give me the title so I can tell you in case you guys want to check it out yourself. Oh, Foundation. That should be interesting. I don't have Apple TV, though, but it's on Apple TV+. Plus. Now we're having a hard seltzer ad. Hard seltzer confuses me. Why the hell would you want seltzer with your booze? I, I don't really understand that. But anyhow, that is all the notes that I really have for you guys. And there's not too much left of the show, so I really don't want to start something and get involved. Oh, weird. There's a flip phone from Apple, and it's being all bizarre, and I'm getting all caught up in that stuff, and I need to not do that. So anyhow, I appreciate you guys sticking it out with me. Um, Joan, do you happen to know when this episode ends? Is it right at 10, do you know, or are they going over a tiny bit? And as a reminder, I know I mentioned it earlier, but just in case you missed it, Talking Dead will be on in a few minutes with Ross Marcan, Cassidy McClincy, and Clark Wolf. They will be on the couch. Um, there's an ad here for what it's not a remake of Halloween because Jamie Lee Curtis is in it, but as herself earlier when she was older, but she's older now, you know, um, I'm looking to see what else is going on. You know, what's kind of fun. I've thought this many times, but I've never mentioned it. I want to see a movie where Melissa McBride and Jamie Lee Curtis are somehow connected in the movie together. And here is a trailer for the next season of Fear. Two generations. Oh, and also World Beyond. Because I guess it, except for that one weekend on the third, it's going to be Walking Dead Classic and, and World Beyond. But then it'll be Fear and World Beyond. So we're getting little snips of both of those. It's all going to premiere on October 3rd, and then Fear will be on the 17th. All right, now we're back. I'll see you guys at the end. Thanks.
Alright guys, it's 10.07. We're about to go into Talking Dead, so I'll keep this short. Joan and I are ending on 7.5. No way in hell we're going to trust Hornsby. Something fucky going on in the Commonwealth, and Whispers took over Hilltop. So, and we're going to find out what happened about Connie and Virgil. Yeah, I know Virgil found Connie, but I don't know what happened to any of that. So I guess that's what's going to be the next couple episodes. And remember that we're at episode 5, and we're only going to 8 before we have a break. So at any rate, let me say my goodbyes. Um, Thank you to everybody joining us tonight. Pardon the hiccups. And those of you who may be listening later via podcast, iTunes, or the Blog Talk Radio website. Special thanks to our host, NDV Media. We hope you guys will join us next weekend for another live watch party on the same network. Please watch our Facebook page for next week's show times and episode links. We will see you all later. So thanks for joining us. We appreciate you and good night. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.